Good evening. Overcast skies are expected tomorrow, but we'll see a little sunshine in the afternoon. This is Quietly Yours. Tonight, we'll meet Lewis and Cole, who just want to settle into their new house and enjoy a quiet life. But the previous owner left something very unusual behind, and it's about to cause the boys a lot of trouble, and a story that we call The Devil's Portrait. This episode of Quietly Yours is brought to you by us, Quietly Yours. Did you know that we have an Apple podcast channel where you can sign up to receive extra content? That includes bonus stories, behind-the-scenes content, and early access to new episodes. It's a great way to support the show while also giving us a boost on that platform. But if you're not an Apple user, you can, as always, support the show at patreon.com slash quietlyyours, where you can find those same great bonuses, and also receive your own on-air obituary, if a grim and hilarious glimpse at your future demise is your kind of thing. Which it is. And now... Our feature presentation. Here, use this. The mop? Yeah, just, you know, give it a good whack. You need to do it harder than that. Well, I don't want to break it. It cost five pounds. Just do it. I did it. Well, go on then. Can you see anything? No, nothing. Um, let me see if I can find a light switch. I'd be surprised if the lights still work. Won't the light bulbs have expired or something? Light bulbs don't expire, genius. Well, I'm not an electrician. I don't know. Wait, I found it. Oh, wow. What is it? Well, is there anything good up there? Well, lots of junk and... Oh, they're paintings. Look. Well, there's loads of them. The last guy must have been an art collector. Do you think any of these are worth anything? Nah, can't be. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been left here. Yes, but he died, remember? Maybe he didn't think to mention this in his will. Maybe he forgot about it. If his collection was worth anything, do you think he'd have forgotten about it? Oh, well, I suppose not. Besides, if you inherit a house from your dad, you'd check every room, wouldn't you? Before you'd sell it. Well, I guess. Exactly. The only reason anyone would leave this lot behind would be because they knew it was worth nothing and they didn't want, well, they didn't want to trouble themselves with the task of getting rid of it. Still, maybe there's something nice here. We should have a look, though. we see if there's anything we want to keep. Can't knock a bit of free art for the walls. Does that count as stealing, do you suppose? What? No. Anything they left behind is fair game. These aren't particularly nice, mind you. 
Can't say this guy had a particularly good taste. Maybe he wasn't a collector. Maybe he painted these himself. It could be like a Picasso deal, you know? Underappreciated in life, but a genius in death. So maybe we could make some money. Well, first of all, you're thinking of Van Gogh. Picasso was popular in his lifetime. Oh? Are they not the same person? Stop trying to wind me up. <laughs> Never. And secondly, look at these paintings. They're all different styles. Some are acrylic, some are watercolour, and some, in terms of technique... <sighs> all right, all right, I'm shutting up. Oh, look at this one. What is it? Oh, what is that? I don't know, some kind of demon or something. Why would someone buy that? Why would someone paint that? No, I don't like it. Put it away. Have you seen anything you like? No, they're all horrible. Agreed. We'll have to sell it all. Do you think we'll be able to? Well, they're not very good. And they're by nobody known, but they're original paintings nonetheless. I'm sure we can get something for all of them. Even if it's just a, I don't know, a tenor or something. There must be 50-odd paintings here. So, all in all, I say it's not the worst thing that could happen. Look at you, finding a silver lining. I'll get them all listed on eBay this week and see what happens. Until then, our friend Mr Beelzebub here can stay locked away in the attic. Agreed. Uh, come on, then. Let's finish putting that futon together. What's the difference between a futon and a sofa? They didn't have any coconuts, so I just... Oh, my God! What is that thing doing down here? Huh? Oh, yeah, the painting. Yes, the painting! I thought you were leaving it in the attic. Yeah, that was the plan, but... I kept thinking about it last night. Thinking about what? Well, look at it. It doesn't look like other paintings, does it? Well, the other paintings are all standard portraits in a few English landscapes. And this painting, Cole, is of the devil. And it's a monstrosity. Why on earth would you bring it down here? Put it back. Calm down, Lewis. It's not the real Satan. It's just a picture. Don't get too scared. Funny. So why is it down here? Like I said, it's not like the other paintings. The others are, well, exactly what you expect from somebody after a few years painting in retirement or something. You know, a hobbyist, or what have you. But this... But this... Demon portrait... Well, look at it. Do I have to? It's much better. I disagree. Okay, it's not nice to look at. I'll grant you that. But in terms of artistry and technique and... <sighs> okay, okay. It looks like the work of a professional. Is what I'm trying to say. A good professional. It's of totally different calibre to the other paintings. And it made me wonder why. I started to think maybe this one's by someone more well-known. That maybe it's worth something. So I brought it down here. And I've been trying to do some research online. To see if I can find more info. And have you had any luck? None. I've tried Googling every combination of words I can think of. I've tried an image search. 
I've checked every inch of the painting and there's no kind of signature or anything. So I don't know what name to look for. Bit of a dead end, really. Does that mean we can throw it out then? Absolutely not. I can go old school and check some art books. If there's no signature, then, then probably it means it's not by a big artist. And since we found it here, it stands to reason that the artist is, or was, local, right? So that gives me a jumping off point for further research. You really never know when to give up, do you? Nope. Well, whatever you do, just find somewhere other than the breakfast bar to keep that thing, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I will. Just did. That doesn't count. That's entrapment. What's the painting still doing in the kitchen? Huh? That horrible painting is still in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, that. Why is it still in the kitchen? Well, I haven't found out we painted it yet. Go back to sleep. Don't you think it's time you give up on that or just got rid of the thing? Or sell it on eBay or something for the five quid it's worth? Maybe it's worth more. You don't know. Go to sleep. So when are you getting rid of it? Why are you still whispering? Uh, so when are you getting rid of it? I've got a meeting tomorrow at the university. What? With who? With one of the art history lecturers. You think he'll know who painted it? Probably not, but it's worth a try, isn't it? I guess. And then what? And if he doesn't know who painted it, we'll take it out into the woods and shoot it. Happy? Immensely. Can I go back to sleep now? You may. How kind of you. Hello? Hi, uh, Dr. Fulham. Please, call me Eric. You must be Carl. Yes, um, thanks for agreeing to speak with me. No problem at all. Please, have a seat. So, what can I help you with? Well, like I said on the phone, I'm trying to find some information about a painting. And we've just moved into a new house, you see. And we found an entire collection of paintings in the attic. A collection? How many are we talking? A few dozen. Fifty, maybe. Well, that was a stroke of luck. Uh, yeah, well, maybe. Uh, let's see how much they sell for and then I'll let you know how lucky I was. <laughs> Fair. So one of these paintings is giving you trouble? Yeah. Um, I've been trying for days to find out anything, any scrap of information, but nothing. Or if there, if there is, I can't find it. I read that you specialise in local art and I figured that this may be by a local artist, or at least, I hope so anyway. Uh, that's all I have to go on right now. Well, if I can be of any help... I didn't want to bring the painting in though, of course, but I took a picture. Here. Good heavens, is that...? A demon. Or the devil. Something like that. But I'm not really sure. If it weren't for the horns, you could say it's a dark interpretation of an angel. 
suppose. Well, Satan was an angel, of course, once. Is there a signature? No. Do you recognise the style at all? Afraid not. And I don't know of any, well, historically speaking. There's not much luck to be had, is what I mean to say. With no information, no signature and no distinct style... If you were to bring me the physical painting, we would perhaps be able to get some more information. We could probably date the piece, and that might point you in the right direction, but even then, it's not a lot to go on, and I'm not sure you'd get very far with even that. Probably not, no. Were you hoping it would be worth something? No. Well, yes. I suppose so. But to be honest, it's a curiosity that's driving me crazy. I just wanted an answer, but I guess I'll have to accept it's one of those things that I'll never know. I, uh, I'm sorry I couldn't be more help. No worries, it's not your fault. Thank you for seeing me anyway. No problem. Cole? Yeah? Um, there was this... this story. Story? What story? It's, well, irrelevant, probably, but you showed me that picture and it's the first thing that popped into my mind. I wasn't going to say anything, it's silly, but... You said you thought that the painting may have been the work of a local artist. I did, yeah. Well, there's this local story about a painter, one from the 19th century. It used to be a pretty well-known urban legend around here, but I guess it's kind of faded from memory over the years. It's still shared around quite a bit, though, in the art world. Okay. The story concerns an aspiring painter who, orphaned as an adolescent, spent his inheritance studying art. Pursuing his dream was the only thing he'd ever planned on doing, and a plan B was never really something he'd considered. Despite the best efforts of multiple teachers and mentors, the painter's skills never seemed to improve or mature, and he found himself struggling to get by with his inheritance mostly gone and his passion not bringing in a penny. He tried to sell his art, of course, but no one wanted to buy. He tried to improve, but no improvement seemed to come. Eventually, manual labour would put food on the table, and after gruelling 11-hour days, the painter would come home, exhausted, and dedicate all of his spare time to practising his craft, often falling asleep without dinner in front of his easel. He continued this way for decades. Living in what was then a small town where everyone knew each other, rumours began to spread that the painter had died. His work was solitary, after all, and outside of work, he confined himself to his home-turned-studio. And then one day, the 70-year-old painter appeared on the pier, selling paintings. And they were stunning. Expertly executed landscapes, delightful watercolours of flowers, the peaceful ocean captured in vivid acrylics. But how was this possible? It was common knowledge among everyone in town that the painter had always failed to develop his skill, that his paintings left a lot to be desired. No one had seen them for years, though. Was it possible that in his time as a hermit, secluded away in his studio, he'd actually developed the skills he had always craved? The rumour mill began to churn, of course. 
Some said he had taken up a career as an art dealer and deceptively decided to pass off the paintings as his own. Others said he had killed another artist, stolen his work and assumed his identity in all but name. But there was one rumour in particular that really caught on and spread like flames. What was that? Well, the painter's art was now quite good. You have to bear that in mind. Not only was he no longer a laughingstock, but he found himself on the receiving end of a lot of legitimate interest. Eventually, he caught the attention of a lord, whose name is also lost to time, and he was commissioned to paint a portrait of the lord's wife. He went through with this, received a tidy sum in return, and the resulting painting, which many had watched the painter slave over with his own two hands, was a masterful piece of art that captured the likeness of the lady perfectly. That put to rest any ideas that the painter was somehow not responsible for the work he was selling, and it lit a flame under his now booming new business as more and more portrait commissions began to flood in. But then, just a few weeks after her portrait had been completed, the lady that the painter had immortalised was found dead, having fallen from a balcony that had loosened and partially collapsed in a bizarre accident. But, as more and more people began to have strange accidents, it was noticed that they all had one thing in common. Their portrait had recently been painted by none other than our suddenly talented painter. And so began the rumour that would plague him for the rest of his life. The rumour that the painter, desperate as he approached the end of his life with little to show for his decades of artistic pursuits, had sold his soul to the devil in return for the ability to paint the way he always wanted to. The trick the devil played, the people of the town would say, is that this newfound power came with a catch. His paintings would not only immortalise his subjects, but it would entrap them, capturing their souls forever on the canvas. And after a few weeks wandering around without their souls, fate would finally intervene to fix the issue, ending the lives of those whose essence the painter had forever locked away in brushstrokes. Wow, that's... Well, that's sort of crazy, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. You have to remember this was the better part of 200 years ago. Science had come ahead leaps and bounds, but religion still ruled all, and people had some, uh, anxieties around deaths. Especially young people who died suddenly and tragically. So, when multiple deaths like that happen in quick succession, I guess you can't blame them for being a bit superstitious. I suppose not. But that poor man, after put with all those rumours... That is, if he was real, I suppose. It's generally believed that he was real. Most stories have some kind of basis in reality. The supernatural aspects, of course, those are embellishments. But the man himself seems to have really existed, as far as we can tell. What happened to him in the end? Come to think of it, what's this got to do with my horrible little painting? The painter vanished. It seems that the rumours of a deal with the devil had destroyed his new business. No more commissions were coming in, understandably. So the painter seemed to just... vanish back into his house, never to be seen again. Then, a few months later, there was a large fire, and his entire home was consumed. Oh my God! Did he survive? No one knows. 
They never found a buddy. It's possible he moved away, hoping for a new start, leaving all his things behind. Or it's possible he was burned into a crisp in the inferno. The thing that really caught people's attention were the paintings. Dozens of them. They were gone, of course, but their frames remained. Burned, charred, twisted. Like the artwork's rotten black bones. They were all lost? All but one. People started to speculate that the painter had lit the fire himself. That he was overcome with guilt about his deal and burned the paintings, hoping to free the souls within. But one survived? Yes, a new painting. One that no one had ever seen before. A painting of the devil himself. Oh, you mean... The townspeople believed that the painter had found a way to trick the devil, to pull him into his own trap. That he painted the devil meticulously from memory, using his new power to trap Satan himself within the painting, to trap him somewhere where he can't hurt anyone else. And then, with the devil safely out of the way, he burned the remaining paintings. And you think that this could be that painting? I don't know. Probably not. It's just the story that came to mind when you showed me the picture, that's all. It sounds all a little crazy. No offence. It's not my story. I'm just sharing it. The painting isn't even in bad condition. If it were that old, you'd, you'd expect its age to show a little more. Well, maybe it's just a homage. Or forgery. Someone heard that story and wanted to recreate a, the famous painting. It's possible. Hmm. Well, thank you, Dr. Fuller. You've been a massive help. Don't like it. It's just a story. Don't stress yourself out. You're supposed to be watching your blood pressure, remember? Just a story. That's what they always say. We need to get rid of it. Well, I'm going to. Eventually. Eventually! Don't you see? We've got a chance to make some money here. Yeah, in return for our morals, if not our souls. How are you even going to make money off this ugly little thing? It's not like you could ever prove it's the real thing. I don't think I need to. Huh? Well... The historicity isn't really the selling point, is it? It's the mystery. Is this the real genuine painting that holds the soul of the devil himself? Or is it just an excellent attempt at mimicry, created by someone whose imagination was captivated by that macabre story from years ago? Yes, it's a mystery, but that's our selling point. If we build that feeling of mystery up, we can sell it for a ton. And whether it's legitimate really doesn't come into it. I don't know. Think about it. Do you remember the painting that they said was cursed? The one with the little boy and all those hands? They said that it caused fires wherever it was hung or something like that. Well, it's famous now, isn't it? And I bet it sells for quite a bit. Uh, does the reality of whether it is or isn't cursed actually ever factor into the valuation of it? Of course not. Or... Look at the creepy digital painting that went round the internet years ago. This was the last thing she ever saw, blah, blah, blah. Bet you plenty of prints of that sell on Etsy. You really are a cutthroat businessman deep down, aren't you? 
The word you're looking for is enterprising. Nah, that's not the word I'm thinking of. All of that sounds like a time-consuming process. What are you going to do with the painting in the meantime? Well, it'll just have to stay here. Here? I can put it in the attic or something, don't worry. You won't have to look at it. Oh, well, as long as I don't see it, I'm totally fine with the trapped spirit of Satan himself hanging out in our house for a while. Stop working yourself up. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to worry about. Have you ever seen a horror movie? Wait, watch the painting for a second, will you? What? I'll be right back. My mother warned me about you. What was that? It's just lightning. Are you awake? Yeah, obviously. I'm... Uh, I'm scared. You're always scared. What was that? Probably the branches from that big old tree against the window. It's windy outside. Do you think that's all it is? Unless it's Satan come to life. Don't say that. Maybe he's come to claim our souls. You know, that would actually be quite an insensitive comment to make if I was religious. You're not religious. No, but I could be. I went to Catholic school, believe me, compared to God. Satan's a pretty chill dude. Oh, I hate lightning. Ever since I was a kid, I can't stand it. Go to sleep, you won't have to worry about it. Go on. There was a huge storm when I was a kid. I remember it being huge anyway. I suppose in hindsight it might not have been as apocalyptic as it seemed, but everything seems bigger and more dangerous when you're a kid, doesn't it? I suppose it does, yeah. I remember lots of lightning. Lots of thunder. The rain was so loud on the roof, it was hard to hear each other speak. And then there was this tree in our garden too, kind of like the one we have now. What, a half-dead whomping willow? Yeah, pretty much, but spikier. I always wanted a treehouse building in it, but my dad always said that the tree was too weak to support it and filled with too many sharp branches. Wait, what's this got to do with the storm? Well, it was struck. By lightning, I mean. And one of those big claw-like branches broke off and came flying right through our window. Oh, God. Did it do any damage? No, thank God. Just the window. But it let the wind in. It let the rain in. Suddenly, the lightning wasn't this spooky thing in the distance. It was this loud, threatening thing striking at the ground without a care for what or who it struck. I was terrified. And my mum was trying her best to comfort me, but... I think she was feeling pretty uneasy herself. What about your dad? He was working. Oh, God. Exactly. I mean, he was fine, obviously, but we didn't know that at the time. We just knew that he was out there working on a tower in the middle of nowhere when the storm struck. In hindsight, it was stupid. Obviously, as soon as the storm started, he'd have left the job, got in his car, and he'd have been perfectly safe while he waited the storm out. And that's not the image I had in my head when I was six years old. All I could see in my head was this image of my dad, halfway up a mast in the middle of a job, being struck by lightning and falling dead. He was fine, though. Oh, yeah, he was. But for one night, I had to live with the belief that my dad was a goner. And he was lying smouldering in a field somewhere with no one to help. I've hated storms ever since. Did you hear that? Hear what? I don't know. There was a weird noise. Probably just distant thunder. Yeah, probably.
How come you never told me that story? I don't know. It never seemed important. It's, it's stupid. Mm. No, it isn't. There, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. What was that? I don't know. It, it, it sounded like a horse. A horse? What would a horse be doing here? We don't live near any horses. Oh, I don't like this. It's nothing. Just animals spooked by the storm. Just try and go back to sleep. Yeah, I'll try. Cole, I swear to God. Huh? Are you serious? What are you talking about? What am I talking about? I'm talking about the painting. Think this is funny, do you? Think what is funny? You said you were getting rid of that thing today. I am. I, I mean, I will. So then why is it hanging on the wall, Cole? What are you talking about? Don't play dumb. Lewis, I swear to God, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're telling me you had nothing to do with this? What the? Uh, no. I swear to God, I didn't do this. Paintings don't just hang themselves on the wall, Cole. If you didn't do this, who did? I don't... I don't know. But I swear to God it wasn't me. I wouldn't do this. I told you, I'm going to get rid of it. But then, who did this? Has someone been in our house? What? No, the, they can't have. I've been in all day. Did you lock the doors? No, of course I didn't. I've been right here. Maybe someone came in. And hung a painting on the wall. Why would a stranger do that instead of, you know, robbing us or something? Well, I don't know. <sighs> you know what? I'm sick of this. What are you doing? I'm getting rid of it. Okay. Okay, now this. This I can get on board with. What are you doing? I'm burning it. Nothing's happening. Yes, Lewis, I can see that. Do you have any gasoline? Yeah, it's in the garage next to my toolbox and classic car collection. Starcasm doesn't suit you, Lewis. Oh, hang on. Where are you going? Here. Hairspray. It'll do the job. Well, there it goes. Relieved? You have no idea. Cole. Cole, wake up. What's wrong? Do you smell that? Smell what? It smells like burning. Go back to sleep. No, I'm serious. I can smell smoke or something. We should go check. The smoke alarm hasn't gone off. Well, I'm going to go look. Hang on. I'm coming. Oh my god! Do we have a fire extinguisher? No! There's a fire blanket under the kitchen sink, but... That won't be enough. Do you have your phone on you? Mine's upstairs. No! 
Go and get some water. I'm gonna grab my phone. Cole, look. There's no time. No, but look, the painting, the one of the one of the devil, it's back on the wall. That's not possible. I'm getting my phone. I'll be right back. The coal is spreading. Cole, I can't stop it. We need to get out. Cole! And he came to my office asking about a painting he'd found. One of, well, of Satan. And so it made me think of that story. I almost didn't mention it. I didn't want to put the idea in his head when it was probably nothing. But in the end, I ended up telling him all about it. Whether he believed it or not, I don't really know. And you came all the way down here to tell us about this urban legend. It seemed like it might be relevant. This is an arson investigation. Yes, but considering the circumstances... The circumstances are that somebody lit a fire. No demon involved. Look, I'm not saying I know what happened. I just thought, considering the story, the way it ended in flames, I thought it would be a good idea to let you know. What you do with that information is up to you. Well, Dr. Fulham, thank you greatly for bringing the matter to our attention. Just one question, I have to ask. Did anything survive the fire? You know I can't get into details about the case. The painting, right? Hmm. The painting always survives. The Devil's Portrait starred John Ashmore as Cole, Mark Gee as Dr. Fulham, and Lewis Blemings as, well, Lewis. It was written and directed by Brett Barnett, that's me, produced by Stacey McKenzie, and featured music by Ostrich Bay. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying Quietly Yours, be sure to subscribe on your podcast app of choice. You can also sign up to support the show at patreon.com slash quietlyyours, where you can find exclusive rewards like early releases, bonus stories, and behind-the-scenes content. If you're an Apple Podcast user, you can also support the show by subscribing right here in the podcast app. You can find all our episodes on our website, daffodillies.co.uk slash quietlyyours. That's D-A-F-F-A-D-I-L-L-I-E-S dot co.uk slash quietlyyours. And if you'd like to get in touch, you can find us all over social media. Our handle everywhere is quietlypodcast. Or you can reach us via email at quietlyyours at daffodillies.co.uk. Until next time, I am quietly yours, and you are quietly mine.
quietly yours is a Daffodilies production. Mm-hmm.